0: Let's get ready to rumble!
1: Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. My name is Tosin and I'm the host based up in the Midlands in Worcestershire. And joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Oh Hiya. Uh, yes, now today we are going to be talking through some things that we have seen this week. We have I Care A Lot, which is on Amazon Prime. We might mention something about Dairy Girls, which one of us has finally caught up with. And we have Tribes of Europa on Netflix, which is something I'm actually interested in. I haven't watched that but And something called Candy Jar. And also, Sean has gone into his usual, I'm going to go and find weird and wonderful things that nobody has ever thought about, and TV shows and films that you've never even heard of, with something called Walk Away Joe, and another thing called Sea Fever. And we also, after last year, uh, no, not last year, but last week, in which I was shocked at how much I like Greenland, we have Sean giving me a sanity check because he actually went and watched Greenland and we're going to find out if I actually did eat some bad cheese and I've, I was, if there was something wrong with me that I enjoyed a Gerald Butler disaster movie that much. <laughs> so, you might think about the, the title of our show, Netflix and Cinema and you might wonder okay, what happens with no cinema. Even though now in the UK, the government have given a road map that if you, they didn't mention cinema, but reading between the lines, it seems to say that we will have a summer season of cinema coming back.
2: More that's like what it, it. Seems, mm-hmm.
1: that, That's what, yeah, because I mean, they didn't. What they said, they said, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but they said all so all legal social restrictions to be lifted. As long as nothing else goes wrong.
2: Yes, that's the code by, skill, isn't it? As long as yeah,
1: the, yeah, as as long as as long as nothing else goes wrong, which is why unlike some people, I am not building, I'm not booking any holidays. No,
0: anytime. No, that's no, tempting. Fake that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I know, when I heard that, oh, holiday bookings have gone through the roof. I was like,
0: what the heck is wrong with people?
1: Have they learned nothing from the last year? <laughs> yeah. So as long as, but they said in it's June the twenty something, and I'm thinking, well, but if all Social legal social distancing things are lifted, then that means cinemas can come back, yeah,
0: right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's specifically listed on one of them, isn't it? I think they say including cinemas, theaters. I think it's not the June. I think it's before June that the cinemas are in the. I think they're in the May really? bunch, aren't they?
0: Ooh. of course. Oh. That's some, the other lots Like some of the restrictions are lifted on my birthday, aren't
2: they? Yeah, they've got they've staggered every deep. five weeks, but yeah. I think I think ah. that five weeks could be pushed back if their figures aren't in the right place i think it's got to be led by the science as it? it's got to be led by how many what the figures are
1: well yeah i mean that's what you would hope but i mean so far in the last year we've seen that some things are just le- some things have been led by a wing and a prayer
2: mm. and the economy and people <laughs> are pushing to get things open you can understand it because yeah. if, if people aren't spending any money then the tax man isn't getting his share then the business aren't getting their share and it's it's all we're all tied up together aren't we? we're we all linked the consumer, yeah, yeah. the the producer, and the the taxman. <laughs> so yeah,
1: and it all yeah. comes
2: crashing down if one of those che- links in the chain break. But you can't be, we can't be going back and forth into this cycle every winter, having to put our masks on as soon as the clocks change. I think it's oh, going to be. You have got to do it right, haven't you, first time really.
1: Well, you you, you got to try. You got to try and do it right. And if, if even though I think that there's going to be some sort of yearly yearly thing with this especially with the approach that uh, has been taken in the uk i think that there's going to be some sort of yearly thing but hey a bit like what i was just saying about churches and people saying things without them backing them up i can say whatever i want but we'll only find out around about winter time next year <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out how all or what whatever rubbish it is that i'm saying is like, I'm actually coming right so we were talking about cinemas. Yes, we usually go to cinemas, and hopefully, come May, we'll be able to go back into cinemas and actually start watching things again and start saying what it is that uh, we. Do. But we see three films in cinemas, we see three things at home, and we say, "Where have we? Where's money been better spent this week?" At the moment, we are not going to cinemas. Obviously, we are just sitting at home watching things, having our viewing habits changed, and seeing what we come up with. So, first of all, first of all, and I know this is kind of like a break with tradition. I want to go back to Greenland. Green- and I want to, we ended last week. Last, last, yeah, last time was talking about Greenland. Sean, you have now seen Greenland. I have. So tell me, put me, okay. put me out of my misery. You, what really, you, really, know, do you really, really want to know, dear toes. Really, really want
0: to. I, re- I really want to know. <laughs> okay. I really want to know if I. Oh, well, if I really want nice. to know if you know how we feel about Gerard Butler, don't you? Yes, oh, yes, yes. I have to say yes. I was, I was impressed with this one.
2: I yeah? was, oh. yes,
0: I was. I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, you know, that was i mean everything i think was pl- I, I couldn't see anything that wasn't plausible in it i mean i think yeah i think there was some really really incredibly lucky coincidences with like should we say finding things and stuff like that which i thought but i mean it it's, it's still Hollywood. possible it's still possible that that could happen you know what i mean and it was yes. all like yeah and and i i found that you know, with, with with the talk when they were talking to certain people, sort of military people, whatever, and and that you would perhaps find some people that might try and help, you know, or they might. But yeah. But what I mean, it wasn't anything really, really stupid. Like, I I thought he, a couple of times he could have done things a bit differently, but you know, he yeah, he was okay, and it, it was it was pretty good. It was it was believable. There wasn't anything too silly, and I really really enjoyed it, which as a as a good surprise. So so yeah, you were you were spot on on your review, Toast. Yeah, yeah, it it is, it, it, it is, I'm still in shock, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, I, was, I mean, yeah. it was a surprise, was wasn't it? Sure. And it was, I must admit, it was, there's a couple of quite emotional scenes in it, actually. There were... Massively that, emotional. That emotional <laughs> you know, that one that I'm talking about, where it's like, oh, you, you know, you must have a... The the one scene you know in the thing, where, oh, well, you might. Oh, 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 Wait, oh, it's oh, Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. You know, about finding finding somebody after like
1: a journey of a of yeah, hundred miles. And just, yeah, that's and you it. Managed, and, yeah, I, yeah, I know. What you, you know, mean, and yeah.
0: also on the way with some people, you know, you get some people that are, are not so nice, and you get some people that really, really, you know, um, you know, show empathy and stuff like that. And and there was, as I say, there was there was, a, there was a two or three bits where I was quite like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, quite emotional and I'm like you know what I'm like and I was thinking oh my goodness me look at this that's quite quite good yeah and he wasn't yeah, too no, bad I, at all Gerard he he was
1: I think this this was him he was essentially I, I feel like this film was Gerard Butler just sort of showing you guys okay now let me just remind you people why I became a star before <laughs> bread. let me what was that oh bread. okay cool Sharon's just rushed off to go get some bread Oh, uh, to get some bread out of the oven, but I think it, it was. There's a lot of it. Like it's a, it was almost of seems like it's Jared Butler going. Let me remind you why I became a star in the first place. This wasn't a fluke. I didn't just sort of like you know fall out of bed. And so sort of, it's he actually is a good yeah. actor. Yeah, Jared Butler is, is a good actor. So you, and you, it's
0: you were right on your review. I agree with you. Your review, spot on. Yeah, th- thanks, man. Thanks. Okay, cool. On about nice watching today. other things, just seeing that bottle, yeah? bottle of Jack Daniels or bottle of Scotch, whatever it is, on the table. A film I did yep. rewatch, and I, I mean, I think we, we reviewed it in one of our other things. But I did rewatch um, Flight again with
1: Oh, with, with Denzel the, Washington, with, yeah. With
0: Denzel, and I mean, I often think because you know alcoholics with alcoholics, and I think in that, to me, in that, that is an absolute, absolute, terrific performance, really. Oh yeah, from yeah, from
1: at, Denzel Washington from in that Denzel film, Washington,
0: Washington, yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd put that in just because I have re-watched... Sometimes you you start to watch a film, obviously with the Sky Movies thing, which is what I saw, Walkway Joe and all that, you know, and I mean, as I say, Flight was on and it was one that I ended up watching again anyway, which I probably wouldn't have, if I'd have seen it and hadn't watched it, I probably, but I started watching it. Yeah, and yeah, I thought, you, you wouldn't have
1: chosen to watch it. Ooh. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's some films that, that if you start watching, even though you might have seen a month's times, you still, you have to finish watching, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, th- I think the the flight the the present the 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 performance from desert washington is a really really good one in flight um right okay so that's it uh now now that we have a sanity check done shall we get onto films from this week
0: yeah
1: all right i now let's see where shall we go where shall we go what we're we gonna kick off with now, let's go, we've, we've spoken Greenland, uh, let's see. Let's start off with Tribes of Europa oh. on Netflix. So, I have seen the, I have seen like the thumbnail for this. What is this all about, Sharon?
2: Yeah, this is a European production. It's a German film. Oh, well, I think it's principally German. And I can best describe it as Hunger Games meets Mad Max meets Cabaret. Ooh. Ooh, hoo, hoo,
1: hoo. Now you see no from the from the from the trailer thing that I saw for the thumbnail I saw I would have guessed the first two. The third one is a bit of a now the third one is a bit of a curveball. Explain.
2: Explain. Yeah, because it's it's set in the future. I think it's something like 2074, 30 years after an event called Black December, which is basically um, was like an emp but not quite it basically just all technology failed at the same time but some technology still works they can still get some like electricity to work and they can still get some things but at the time technology just died and then within a couple of decades i mean it wasn't instant a couple of decades people basically lost international communications they lost power of flight and so the world contracted and people mm. formed tribes and villages and clans and this story is principally about three of those clans three of those tribes the first one is like this sort of eco tribe where they basically they retreated into the woods and they live in in harmony with nature they have mm-hmm. they 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 salvage what they can from the old world but they more or less sort of live as the hunter gatherers
1: ah vegans cool oh no no wait hunter gatherers if they hunt stuff they can be vegans
2: they're not quite vegan. no they do they do hunt and kill animals and things but they don't rely upon the outside world they're very much insular and there's the main characters in this film are three siblings and their father who who live in this village there's um yeah two two boys and and a two whether a young man a sort of an adolescent and a young woman yep and they and then there's a there's the two other then there's an event happens where their their village is attacked after a mysterious aircraft crashes bearing in mind there should not be any flight this aircraft crashes and they identify as the atlanteans who we know nothing about this they're this mysterious group who we know nothing about you know it doesn't really get explained but they seem to have some sort of technology and so because this this craft crashes near their village One of the rival tribes who are bent on like world domination called the Crows, Um, Mm -hmm. they attack their village to try to get this technology back. And they kidnap one of the the sons. And then another son grabs some technology from this aircraft that he finds. And he runs off with that. And then the female is left for dead, but then she survives. And she joins forces with another group called the Crimson. Um, who are like a military, pa- a paramilitary organisation. Uh, so,
1: eco, so Ecos, Crows, Crimson.
2: Yeah. And so the okay. Crows dress in, they wear a lot of black makeup. So they like mm-hmm. paint their faces black. They wear a lot of black leather. And they their world is like Berlin. They live in Berlin. That's their main base. but They don't call it Berlin anymore. Um, that's where their headquarters And they've taken over some of those iconic buildings of the 30s and they have like gladiatorial tournaments and they have their their clan leaders they're called the high lords and then they've got other lords
1: and you said this is in german
2: it's in german and english it's switched between the two quite randomly and that's where the sort of the cabaret comes in because it uses some of this sort of iconic 30s imagery and they're all dressed in black leather and um one of the boys is captured it's not really a spoiler, but he does end up as like part of a harem for this this overlord, uh, uh, this female overlord, and she's Ooh, and she like goes, "Oh, you're overlord. pretty. I'm gonna take you into my harem," and then they all get to that. they have to make where they have to wear makeup and like PVC trousers, and it's it's a little bit camp. Let's put it that.
1: Way. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah, know, sort
2: of a threatening, and and a sort of you know heightened. Everything is sort of monochrome. Everything's black and white, whereas in the woods yeah. it's all very green and lush. And then in the, uh,
0: when, in when,
2: the, you know, all these different things. So,
0: so Sharon, is it all within a certain area? Was it like the is like the the eco warriors Norway or somewhere like that? Or
2: no, are eco. Of? It's all in basically Germany. And right. Okay one of the the younger boy who's taken this technology heads south and then you trying to he's been spent on this sort of mission basically and that the eco people are in like the the woody the woody germany oh right i got you and then the the crows they're centered around berlin
1: berlin so So, 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 (laughs) yeah so, so so what's the europa of the title
2: basically there's a war coming this is the first series of potentially more there is a war coming and where the ultimate aim is the crows want to take over europe and consolidate all the tribes under their leadership and the crimson okay. people want to fight them based uh, they want to be like we're peace loving we want to have a unity and um the they uh, but the they're only all way we can have pieces people. by
1: a bloody battle with yeah. these people
2: yes yeah, so it's this building up towards a massive confrontation between the crows and the the crimson and then there's this other menace that's lurking from the east which we don't know much about so it's it's very much world building it's always trying to set this is a setting of the scene and these are dropping these three different siblings into different areas of the, this new world and then we can sort of follow them
1: all right. so
2: yeah the oldest brother is in with the crows the 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 woman is in with the crimson and the young lad he's sort of fleeing down into scavenger land and trying to find the atlanteans whoever they are
1: uh, all right so this seems okay knowing what i do about your taste sharon this seems like it should be tick a lot of boxes for you yeah. because it sound it sounds like it might be based on a book maybe a bit young adults adulty or anything like that but but what did you think of it performances story wise show
2: Yeah, I think they they did a range in quality, I have to say. Some of the storylines you could see coming a mile off. I mean, Mm. it was just just signposted. And some of the acting, again, went from almost camp to being overacted to being more naturalistic. So I think, to me, it did more verge towards the the camp and the, the heightened reality rather than them trying to make these characters truly believable because um, all the bad guys are truly bad and all the good guys are, oh, they're just, you know, really good. Um, so there are elements of it that I thought were not entirely convincing. But it's entertaining. I think it's sort of something that we've seen as sort of a European Mad Max before or a European Hunger Games. It's mm. um, And sort of like that mash-up of a European idea of what an apocalypse would look like or post-apocalyptic world would look like. Um, it's an interesting take on it. I mean, it isn't. Wasn't there is violence, but it isn't all guns. There is guns, but it's more. tribalised. So it, <laughs> yeah, it, so it
1: is. Would you say it, would you say it is aiming at a at a more of a young adult I or, audience? I think
2: so. It's got adult oh. content in it. Certainly, they do talk about um, sort of you know, adult scenes, but it's all a bit coy. So even though you've got ah. this harem, and it's more suggested than actually seen, um, and the violence again, people get stabbed. Um, but mm-hmm. it's that whole like oh I think my bitch dabbed sort of thing rather than you seeing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, is it is it kind of like you know the so um like uh, I don't know like a nineteen uh, like a nineteen fifties western violence when someone gets shot and they're like uh, 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 and they stumble over and there's no yes, blood. Yes, it's
2: a bit of that. You get a bit of blood, but it's a bit dark and it's a little bit and it's a bit like you see like welling over the hand rather than.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. More
2: important. So I think it's probably aimed at as a at a young adult. I uh, so how was, many
1: how many stars would you give I'd it? I'd
2: give it a three. I think it had things that were entertaining about it, but part of me was tempting because it was subtitles. That was probably one of the reasons why I didn't end up picking up my book or start doing something else when it was on. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. gripping enough to hold in all of my attention. So, but I, but because it was subtitles, I was thinking, oh, I can't really do something else while I'm watching this. But then every now and then yeah. it would be an English. And every now and then an English actor would come and you think, that's oh, definitely an English character actor, I know. And you think, so it's, it's a bit of a Euro pudding, as they used to call it. I think there's some people oh, from all yeah, over the place yeah. in there.
0: But it's but interesting yeah, it's, to it's say about of, the world, interesting to say about the world building thing, because this could go all sort of like, like you say, starting off sort of Germany and then it could move, couldn't it? It could sort of spread out. Oh, and yeah, go there's into,
2: certainly potential you know, for that.
0: Start heading towards France and... You know stuff and see all lots of all more different tribes.
2: So yeah, yeah. and I think that's why they're called it Tribes of Europa because I think they do intend to sort of expand it. Mm. I think it's what starts mm. with this sort of small conflict between the Crimson and the Crows. I think what, what is signposted and you don't it is going to ripple out into a, a mm. more sort of wider conflict. And then there's this yep. threat from the east. So you think you don't know what that is, whether Russian. it's the Russians or whether it's China uh. coming through Russia uh, or what it is. But there's this there's rumors coming through the tribes that there's something coming from the east
1: right it's it's intriguing because you um the way you're talking about this and all that uh, it it made me think about a show that i know sean you should have access to because you have access to apple tv don't Mm -hmm. you apple tv plus there's a show on there called c c c yeah and it is um a it's essentially in a world it sounds it sounds like a similar setup where it's a bit mad maxi it's a bit in the future it starts jason momoa as he's the main character in it but it's in a world where something has happened and everybody in the world is blind mm-hmm. and they've been blind for so long yeah they've they've been blind for so long they've, they've gone into all sorts of different tribes and even though they're blind they still have wars and <laughs> battles and all that and it they've been blind for so long that they that's become the normal so much so that uh, religions have built up around this whole idea of um of uh, in the about or being blindness and the darkness being a good thing and then they have the, they they and it's blasphemy to talk about people who can actually see and so they go ooh we've heard about these people who can see they're like no no it's blasphemy and there's people who hunt down anybody who can see and kill them because that that can be allowed to exist because, I I think it, I think it sounds a little bit like this, or probably a bit more grown up. But one of the things that clue me is when you said they had a queen who had a harem. There's a queen in here who prays, and when she prays, there is a very. It is funny how prayer has developed. Let me put it that way. But well, Sean, go check out the first episode of that.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I still. Wow. Well, I mean, day, wonder, wonder I know missions. there's loads. Still, we got a- you know i mean I can't wait. how many how many more how many more episodes
1: are left i think there's two more episodes two more we've episodes. had seven episodes of one division there's two more episodes of one division we're just, like, we're just
0: waiting left.
1: on that one aren't we we're, we're waiting on that one and now and now it's all playing to disney's hand because one division's about to finish and then cinemas are going to be open again sometime <laughs> soon which means that they can kick off Burgon with their... They could kick off big time with the with all the things that they were planning, which is um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Man, The Eternals, Black Widow, mm-hmm. and all. Yeah, Disney are going to rule everything. Yeah.
0: If, <laughs> if, I'm, I, was, if, I was quite... The things, I was, with with if, the last episode, I was quite chuffed because something I sort of predicted, sort of a series, th- I guess, episode three... Uh, it's, it's oh to oh mass, uh, so I was like is is this is
1: this to do with the big reveal at the end of of the last yeah, episode Yeah that's the one yeah the, the, the I the mean bit. it's
0: just uh, it, yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah uh, I think One division has it, it has it has developed it has developed like sort of like reveals like no other show I think I've seen yeah, like each episode yeah. ends and you're like what
0: okay come <laughs>
1: on Come on, you can't stop it. And I think that they are very smart in that it's and it shows. You know what we're talking about viewing habits. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we have watching cinema versus watching at home and binge watching versus. And Wonder Vision is the kind of show that I don't think can be done in a binge watch way. Like they can't just release everything in one go. Mm. I think they have to do it week by week yeah. because they have they drop such bombshells in each week that the whole thing will be spoiled it just wouldn't be yeah no i think think what happens is that every week they have a moment so every friday i know i know friday morning i need to avoid twitter because on twitter it's going to go mad (laughs) with whatever it is they're going to do in episode eight i know it's just going to go mad and so i've and i think if they didn't do that week by week they wouldn't have that they they wouldn't have that but i Anyway, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed, and as much as I do not like the business practices, they do do all the stuff I like.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's talk about walkaway Joe, Sean. Okay, walkaway Joe. Okay, so this was this was something I looked at on one of the Sky Cinema channels, um, and this is a story. It's uh, there's a couple of stars in it that I like. Um, who's, who's the the actor that plays Negan, Sharon? You'll know um, Jeffrey D Jeffrey Morgan. Morgan. Jeffrey D Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, and there's David Strahern, who i really really like him uh, as an actor anyway so the story is it starts off you've got like a father and son and they 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 play Paul they're both really really good at pool a bit like the hustler a bit like the color money mm-hmm. and and then the uh the father decides he's just gonna get up and leave his mum and his son and and sort of disappears and takes off so what the son decides to do is he's gonna get on his, his cycle and go to this tournament where he thinks his dad is playing and on the way, so he gets on the cycle um, and on the way, he sort of tries, he's nearly going to get in a, a fight. He's trying to play some pool and be a hustler. And he's only young. He's about, I don't know, let's say 40, 50, 16, something like that. And uh, well, it's 14. Um, and basically he's going to get in trouble in, in one of these bars. And then this, this old dude sort of helps him out. He's, you know, he's a bit of a, um, and then and and he's got a big rv and so basically the guy gets on his cycle he's got miles to go the young lad and he picks him up and they sort of develop a bit of a relationship so he ends up uh like i guess i guess you would say you know like a surrogate father sort of thing although he's a bit older and um so they go on this like road trip if you will to, to to go and find his father and certain things happen on the way, they meet some... Yeah, yeah, you, you said the two words that I was expecting to hear, road
1: trip, Yeah, road, road trip. trip, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
0: I like I like the road, and an RV, and there's a few incidents that happen on the way, and, uh, you know, there's a, a bit of trouble here, and a bit of trouble there, and it, it turns out that, you, you know, the chap who's, uh, who's, who's got the RV, who's driving away, you know, he's obviously, he's a bit like, a walk away as well, hence the walk away, so he's been like, he's like, Walked away from, from his family, basically. Well, yeah, from a family, yeah. So, and yeah, that, so yeah, he's walked sure. away, um, and this young lad, and they walk away. And as I say, some incidents happen, and it all becomes a bit for, for the old dude, he you know, you know, sort of a bit of a redemption at the end, and all that. For the young lad, this doesn't quite go quite quite so well, but it's quite an interesting piece. Um, I wouldn't say it was like mind blowing, but it was a, enough to watch. Some, <sighs> I, okay. I Go on. Yeah, go on. What are you going to say? No, quick question. Yes.
1: If this was on at the cinema, would you have watched
0: it? I probably would have gone to see it, yeah, because I mean, it was one of those in the mold of, um, you know, leave no trace sort of thing. That's what that was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing like it. But, you know, it was that sort of thing because I, I, I quite like those not necessarily big blockbuster movies you know some because sometimes yeah. they can be yeah. quite ancient. Hates, you know the the king of staten island and some of those other films you know I,
2: they feel I, more independent don't they and you think
0: yeah i mean i think i think for me as well it's like i was thinking like if there's some big blockbusters i really want to go and see those at the cinema whereas mm-hmm. whereas these type of films you can actually watch on you know you can actually watch on on tv on you know the yeah. size screen because they're not very cinematic. And even though this is a road movie, it's not really uh, cinematic in any way, you know, or oh, I don't think so. There's not, you know, it's, it's more situations that the, the, the couple sort of goes through and stuff like that. And obviously he does find his dad. And of course the Jeffrey D. Morgan's playing the dad and he goes to this old, you know, well, what, what do you expect? You, you know, he goes, what, what are you like? Some sort of thing, you know, you've been on this journey and he's like, no dad, it was fine. It was fine. it's just, a... so yeah. So it's a bit of a story of, you, you know, there's a bit of redemption there, and um, nothing really fantastic about it, and nothing really amazing. Uh, uh I, I'm smelling the three, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, you're smelling the three, yeah, exactly. That's that's what we can say. It's you know, it's competent enough, it's okay, it's something to watch. Um, I probably. You know, if this had been one of those ones in the cinema, I probably would have gone to watch it because I would be quite intrigued by it. Um, so yeah, so you, you nailed it, Toes. A three star. Yeah, I obviously, I obviously must be coming quite predictable, I guess. Huh? No, no, no. It's, it's just the things you were saying and the way you were talking about it and the. Um, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah this, yeah. this, this has three written all over it. I, I it mean, has a stench of a three. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Um, the young—I don't know who the actor was. The young lad—I I, I really don't know. But you'll probably have a look for me now, toes, won't you? But um, he—I don't think he was particularly, particularly good. convincing. Pardon?
1: You—you you didn't think it was completely convincing? No, no?
0: not particularly convincing. I—I I don't know. He just didn't work. Um, and even—even even Jeffrey Dean Morgan was just the trouble is now he reminds me of Negan, you know? Negan the Well, everything—everything he does—everything he does. Everything know he you know what I mean? And, and yeah, so. I think Negan's probably not done him much many favors because he had a leather jacket on again. You know what I mean? When well, he was like playing pool and it's like, <laughs> you know, you might have you know sort of tried to change a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 an okay watch. It's it's a three. It's not one I would rush to watch again. But it was okay. You know, it wasn't disastrous.
1: Yeah, there's a guy called Julian Fedder. Jul- oh, Never right. heard of him. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of him, or I don't think I've ever seen him in anything either. No. Right. Right okay so um right, we have a I'll, I'll start talking I will start talking about I care a lot yeah. and yeah and we might this might get cut off but don't worry even listen to this you will not know because of the magic of editing mm-hmm. so this is a film that made me think we should have a section of our show called should have been at the cinema a bit like you know last week we were talking about greenland and we're like yeah this is one of those this is a COVID casualty it should have been at the cinema but they held out they held out they held out and they couldn't hold that anymore so it ended up on a streaming service and again and i think this this might be an an amazon thing and there's there's so many questions going in my head it's like okay at what point does a film go from should have been at the cinema to ending up on a streaming service? And is there some sort of bidding war where different streaming services say, we want that film, we want that film. And then which streaming service is doing the best at getting films that should have been at the cinema onto their platform? At the moment, I think it might be Amazon because last week we had Greenland, which was an Amazon film, which surprised me. This week we have a film starring Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage, Diane Wiest, Isa Gonzalez, and it's on a streaming platform. Mm. <laughs> and, and the thing is, and I think Rosamund Pike has gotten to a point in her career where, I mean, her face is enough to get a film, a cinema release. Is it is enough to get a film, a cinematic release? I mean, you would say, okay, Rosamund Pike, let's go have a look at that. Mm. So this is a film, it's called I Care A Lot. And it is, somebody was saying something earlier about... Uh, something that in my head made me think of capitalist, capitalist stuff. I remember me talking about Disney. I think it, must, it might be something you said during the review for Tribes of Europa. But this is a film that is kind of like, it's it's almost like a business success story. But um, like, I, like there's a film with Diane Keaton called Baby something, Baby Business or something like that in the 80s. Yep. It was all about how... Baby it, Blue. Yeah, baby boom i think i think it's baby boom and it's all about how she ends up you know with this baby and doesn't know what do and then she ends up building a business and it's all about this sort of like big american dream yeah if you dream it you can achieve it and this is what this film is all about it's about the american dream quite frankly only that the thing that the protagonist is dreaming about is abhorrent so <laughs> so you have rosamund pike and she plays a, a character called marla grayson and the film starts off and it has like a voiceover from her. She, she tells you, what this is, all, this is what I'm all about. She, her whole thing is like, in, in this world, there's takers and there's people who are being took. And I want to be a taker. I want to be a prey. I'm going to be an effing lioness. And she says, I want to be rich. That is the thing in my, I'm going to be rich. But the way she gets rich is she gets a doctor friend, a corrupt doctor friend of hers, to sign an old person. Over and say, oh, this old person can't look after themselves. They have dementia, all that sort of stuff. And she becomes their guardian. She becomes their legal guardian, even if they have family. She becomes a legal guardian, and then she can go get their house, sell their house, all that. Kind of, as she, she owns all of them. She puts them in a care home, and she sells everything underneath them, and then she just takes all the money from that. And it's the kind of film that makes you think, oh my. And the the first third of the film it looks like a very, very shiny Ken Loach film, if you get what I mean. Yeah. You, know, you know when you have a Ken Loach film, and it's all about, oh my God, this is how terrible things are. This is how the system has failed people. And the first third of the film looks like a shiny Ken Loach film because it just makes it's enough to make you think, you know what, I should never grow old because <laughs> if I grow old, that kind of stuff can happen to me. It is, it is horrible. It is horrible. What, and, but her whole thing is essentially, no, this is capitalism. This is the American dream. These people are just commodities. All these people are dollar signs to me. And it kicks off with somebody who's trying to see his mum. In one of the care homes. And he's trying to see his mum. And he is not allowed to see his mum. Legally, he's not allowed to. And she goes to the judge, and they have a judge who is very, very friendly with her. And so just essentially does anything she wants. Will not allow will not allow this person to see his mum. And you find that she just keeps doing this thing over and over again. Then she gets in touch with the doctor, and the doctor is kind of like, I think I've got a cherry for you. And that means this is somebody who has no no living family, no but lives in a very, very nice, expensive house. And essentially, if you do anything to this person, no one's gonna come complain about it. And so she the the whole thing goes into like her latest grift is that she's going to go take this woman who is played by Diane Weist and she's gonna put her in a care home, she's gonna take a house and she's gonna sell everything because she doesn't have any family and um, no one's going to come for her. But then it turns out that she does have family, and the fact that they can't, that the fact that there's no record of the family becomes a big part of the of the story. It turns out that Peter Dinklage is her son. Peter Dinklage is part of the Russian mafia, and so the film now becomes this whole thing where it's a battle between the Russian mafia and this con woman who is trying to make as much money as possible. So the first bit of the film is like a shiny Ken Loach realist drama that that is what's the injustice of this system that allows you to lock old people up and they and legally there's no way they can get out because all that you need is for somebody to say this person is not um doesn't have the faculties to look after their own stuff and that's it they're locked up for the, their family can't do anything which apparently is a thing in america which as i said makes me just think i shouldn't get old the second half the second half of the film now becomes almost kind of like a like, you know, a Guy Richie Caper movie, like Lock, Stock, Two Spoken Barrels, or this Battle of the Wills, between this guy and the Russian uh, the Russian mob, and this, ooh, where did Sean go? Where did he go? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well Sean will come back in a sec. So, between this guy and the Russian mob, and, the, um, and this woman, who is refusing to let this woman go, because she's like, why should I let her go? There's all this money I could make from her. How much, you have to give me more money. For for me for this go, and so it it becomes it becomes sort of like capery and becomes a bit farcical and like it just keeps building and building and building with one thing happening after another until it, it gets to a point, and I think it's a I think it's quite a good film I think it's quite a good film I think it takes a sort of social problem or social ill as a jumping off point, but then it, it switches it in the middle of the film to some something a little bit more shall I say fun. It's a little bit more fun a little bit more capery and it it ends in a place because um to talk too much is to give you a little bit of the twist and turns towards it i think one of the good things is the characters in it so the characters don't do what you expect them to do you expect somebody to be a little old lady not a little old sweet lady you expect mm-hmm. somebody to be like you, you know um the russian mafia girl You know what we do? We take people, we put them in the back of a car, we put a bag over their heads, and you have seen so many films that you go, I know what's gonna happen here. I know how this goes, and it doesn't go that way. And so I I, I feel like it it ends in a place that makes you think whenever you see somebody on BBC, like, you know, let's say BBC Business Talk or something like that, it makes you think, what did they do to get that rich? Because this film, the way it does, it, the way it teaches, it, it's sort of, it's, it's kind of like, it's almost so sort of like let's peek behind the business thing and like big business and what actually happens. And this is just an example of a sort of business, and it makes you, uh, uh, the way you end in this film, you end up going, I'm a little bit worried or skeptical as to what rich people have done to become that rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's... But all in all, I thought it was a good film. I thought there were great, really, really great performances. As I said, I think this is something that should have been at the cinema, and it is. It's it's a bit of a gem. It's a bit of a gem. I'll give it a four out of five. Not quite five because there are some bits where the plotting gets a little bit convenient and a little bit Hollywood, where mm. you're like, um, okay, so I oh, his oh, apparently Sean's internet's cut out. So we'll see. If, we'll see if he manages to get back in. So it's uh so there's a couple of bits where it it gets a little bit convenient where you're like okay this woman I can understand that she's smart I can understand she's ambitious but she kind of broke into a more boss's office a little bit easily I <laughs> have to say it's like she kind of did that a little bit conveniently well that person woke up at that point in time that was a bit convenient that and, so there's a couple of things that do, but all in all, I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's it, it feels bad to say that it's great fun when the topic that it's talking <laughs> when the about... the
2: subject matter is, yeah, not Yeah, subject the subject
1: fun. is essentially looking at people it's and It's a not, black
2: comedy, isn't it? And black comedies
1: are... I, I would, yeah, I would say it's a black comedy. It's a black comedy, they but... They go
2: to dark places, don't they, often, find their humour?
1: Yeah, and it's it's just the idea that, <laughs> the idea that this is what we're talking about, but but we can... That you're talking about looking at people and not not seeing them as human beings anymore but seeing them as dollar signs or pound signs and seeing them as all she sees when she sees people is how much money she can make from them <laughs> so all right so i would give it a four out of five for i care a lot on amazon prime but i would totally recommend going to watch that film rosamund pike brilliant peter dinklage brilliant them facing up against each other Brilliant.
2: I really rate Peter Dinklage. Actually, he's been in. When you consider that he's been in things like Alf and Penelope, <laughs> and then obviously Game of Thrones, and oh, the Station Agent.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah.
2: Station. Been in such different things.
1: He has For been someone yeah. who
2: you think would be defined by one aspect of their lives. Yeah, he's just absolutely not. He refuses to be defined by uh, the fact, I, you know, of his stature. So I think I just think he's yeah. As an actor, regardless of anything else,
1: he's just really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that about Peter Dinklage. Um yeah, I, I think I think the dude's brilliant. I think it, I think it's brilliant. And also Diane Weist. Diane Weist, I really, really like her. She was in a she well she's been in loads of stuff over the years. She was in the Woody Allen movie Bullet over Broad, Bullets over Broadway. She Parenthood. was
2: in
1: a t- yeah. Apparently, she was in a TV show called um, Life in Pieces that I really, really, really like. And I, she's the kind of person who you think, oh, we don't see enough of Diane Wiest on uh, yeah. on screen. And so when she popped up in this, I was like, oh, so good. And she is she is so good, especially acting drugged out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> Act, drugged, drugged, she's drugged out of her mind, but she still manages to be menacing. I'm like, oh, I like this woman a lot. <laughs> right. Should we try to find um, what's up
2: with Sean? Okay.
0: Sorry about that, it sort of cut out, I was going to go on my
2: phone, but mobile data was done. So, yeah. yeah, these things happen, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, we'll catch up with the whatever we've got left over okay. another time. Okay.
1: We've had a bit of a technical snafu where Sean's internet has deserted him and decided to kick him off. So we're going to end the show here and we're going to come back next week and we're, I think we still have a couple of things to talk about there, which is Sea Fever from Sean on Sky Cinema. And Sharon, you have Candy Jar on Netflix, which I'm like, okay, well, uh, interesting title. We'll see what we'll see what that is. And I still like the first season of Dairy Girls, but we're gonna call it a day there. And until next week, when we talk about all those things, it's a goodbye from me. It's
2: a goodbye for me. And uh, it's a goodbye from me.
1: Thank you very much for joining us on Netflix with the Cinema. Bye.